welcome to Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I know I said Marin will be gone for a while, and she will, but she had to make an exception for something very important. We had the opportunity to chat with one of our favorite people. You've definitely heard us mention this person several times on the podcast, Wilson Cruz. You may know him from My So-Called Life, uh, Rent on Broadway, Logos Noah's Ark, one of my favorites, uh, Party Monster, and more recently, 13 Reasons Why. Uh, We talked to him about My So-Called Life's impact, the awesome projects he's currently working on, and of course, what he's fanboying over. And yes, Marn was sweating the entire time. First of all, thank you so much. We are losing our minds. Um, this is highly exciting. As you know, previously mentioned, I was not supposed to record because I'm on maternity leave. You make exceptions. We make exceptions for Wilson Cruz. Oh well, that's very sweet. I did. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> thank you so much. You guys have been so really sweet to me on the podcast, and I love listening when you guys have Julie on, and um, you've just been sweet. So I'm glad to do it. Well, we are legitimately fangirling. I'm, as usual, on brand sweating. Um, and so, but we are, you know, very excited, you know, as usual, um, as we start off every podcast, what are you fanboying over? I'm totally fanboying over um, Master of None, which that Lena Wait episode from Thanksgiving with Angela Bassett is probably my favorite half hour of television all season. It was brilliant. And, um, and I'm fanboying over insecure, which I feel like is my life. (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel like, do we feel like it's getting the credit it's deserving? I think, I think think people are, I think they are talking about it now. I think they're, I think the second season is, is off to a really great start. Do you feel like the second season is as good as the first? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you totally. need to watch it. I know it's on my it's yeah, on my list. And now that you got HBO, you can watch like, it. I know I know those girls. You know what I mean? Like, I know them. I feel like oh yeah, I, and we haven't really <laughs> seen these. We haven't really seen these girls. You know what I mean on TV uh-huh. before, and I love that we're seeing them. No, that's exciting. Well, now I'm very intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, we'll have to add that to our list. Natalie, what are you fangirling over? I am also fangirling over an HBO show. Oh, hey. Uh, Room 104 from the Dupas Brothers. It's Love them. Super cool. I've heard people compare it to, like, Black Mirror. Um, in a way, but I don't think this is supposed to traumatize you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool, cool. But it just started, right? Yes. It started last week, I think. I know that James Vanderbeek is in one, so I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> uh, I am fangirling over, as I previously called it, uh, television of the future. As being <laughs> on maternity leave, I have had lots of opportunity to watch television at very odd hours of the day. <laughs> and I watched um, One Mississippi, which is Tig Notaro's show. Um, it's only six episodes. They're like 30 minutes. Dark comedy, kind of like maca- a little like morbid, um, but my girl Casey Wilson is in it. <laughs> yes. She's her girlfriend, which is also amazing. Um, and it's just like very sweet and charming and funny and real. And then I also watched a kind of a weirdo show that I feel like no one's ever heard of called Red Oaks. Um, 
It's set in 1985, so obviously I loved it. And a country club, also loved it. Um, It gets a lot of comparisons to, like, Wet Hot American Summer, but it's really only just, like, time period, and they're, like, kind of at camp. Um, But I would would highly suggest it to to people out there. Only 20 episodes, two seasons. Um, I'm going to check that out. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, like, silly and fun, but you, like, weirdly get very invested in these characters. (laughs) I don't know. We're all, like, 21, and I felt, like, I, I don't know. I still feel like I'm 15. So I was like, oh, this is what the cool kids are doing at the country. Club. <laughs> um, <laughs> <the> cool kids. <laughs> so embarrassing. Um, but, okay, enough about us. We want to talk about you. Um, you have some very exciting things in the works. And hmm. we would love if you could tell our fans and your fans kind of what you're, what you're working on these days. Well, um, well, I have a, I, there is an indie movie that I've got that's been uh, doing the festival circuit so that I'm really proud of that stars Alan Cumming called After Louie. So keep an eye out for that. Um, <laughs> He's such a <laughs> I love him so much. We've been friends for a very long time, and it was really great to, to work with him again because we actually um, we, we, we played the voices of this animated series called Rick and Steve, um, and we were partners. Um, and that was very, it was over the top. It was amazing. Anyway, um, but but uh, so now it's, you know to be doing that film with him was great. Anyway, that so there's that. And then um, I am coming back for the second season of Thirteen Reasons Why, which um, I'm filming. Yay! Um, um, which I'm in the middle of filming now, um, simultaneously with the other amazing opportunity that's come my way recently, which is um, I'm playing Dr. Hugh Colbert on the new Star Trek series um, on CBS All Access. That's cute. Um, yeah, and playing... Do you realize like, you're going to get so many more like obsessive fans like us? <laughs> Star Trek plus you is like, oh, people are going to lose their goddamn mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I lost my mind. I won't lie when I, when I got the news myself. Um, so it'd be nice to have some company there. Um, but, um, no, it's been really exciting. So I've been filming both of them at the same time and one film's in Toronto and the other one is in Northern California. So I've just kind of been splitting my time between those two cities and I happen to be home for a few days now and I, I get back on a plane on Wednesday, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's really amazing. And, and, you know, I, I play one half of the first gay couple on uh, Star Trek series uh, alongside another very old friend of mine. Not that he's old, but how long we've known each other. <laughs> um, uh, Anthony Rapp, who I um, had the privilege of doing rent with back in the late 90s. Um, so it's, it's been a lot of fun. And then there's a, it's a web series, I don't know that some people may know, called East Siders. Um, oh, yeah. And I, yeah, I did a couple of those so um, and I out for that as well. First of all, like, congratulations. That's amazing. So you have really just, like, kept the work train rolling for, yeah. like, 20-plus years. First of all, like, that's amazing in Hollywood in general. Uh, <laughs> and just, like, the huge roles and, like, these iconic roles. Like, first of all, you just, like, casually mentioned before in Rent, I'm, like, dying. Um, <laughs> but, like, that's this is so amazing. And then, like, it's... Uh, it has to be a very exciting time. Yes. Like people are, you know, these are shows that people are talking about and very excited for. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's 
I'm excited, you know, like uh, just as a fan of TV, I'm excited about these two projects. I would have been a viewer <laughs> had I not been in it. Um, so, you know, and, and to be a part of the, the Star Trek mythology and legacy is, you know, incredibly humbling. And, um, and I think 13 Reasons Why is, is a, a really important show. And I think we get to see um, that, that story continue to be told um, and that, and the conversation around it, the issues on that show, um, are, are going to continue to happen. So that's exciting to me for sure. You know, and I'm happiest, I'm happiest when I'm working. So, um, at the moment I'm very happy. <laughs> that's good. That's good Great. to hear. Um, you know, and just for a little insight for you, um, the 13 reasons why episode of Fangirl Fridays that we did is like our highest episode. Like, five- Oh, get out. Yeah, it's like crazy. that far. And, you know, I think people, one, really responded well to just, you know, having the inside scoop of having Julia on the episode. But also we've heard from a lot of people that, you know, they were really appreciative that we sort of like paid the show the reverence that it was due, you know, and like we're serious when we needed to be serious, but also like, you know, yeah. lots of yeah, yeah. Like, maybe Hannah's bad wig, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one thing I think, you know, obviously 13 reasons why I had, you know, sort of several gay characters and obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you playing Ricky on my so-called life was, you know, like one of, if not the first, you know, openly gay character on television how do you think, you know, being gay on TV has sort of changed in the last, you know, 23 years, 24 years? You know, I, I, I think one of the major things is um, back in the day uh, when I was a young pup and <laughs> playing, playing Ricky Vasquez, um, there was a, there was a conversation about being gay on the show and like, you know, first, you know, his, you know, Ricky's odyssey, you know, his was, was getting to the a place where he was comfortable enough to be honest with himself. Right. So you right. get to see that arc. Um, nowadays I feel like people start there. Like, 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 uh, characters, teenage gay teen characters, LGBT characters kind of start in a place where they've come out to themselves and, and it's about, it's not. It's it's less about their sexuality than it than it is about the fact that they're just part of the story. Like without it, it, like their their sexual orientation isn't really something that's discussed. It's just a matter of fact. Um, so I think that's progress in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the sheer number <laughs> of characters um, is a sign of progress. Uh, you know, back in 1994, there were, um, there were no series regulars. Uh, I was, I mean, literally I was the first, I I played the first openly gay character on network television. Like not only was he, not only was he a gay teenager, he was just the first, you know, series regular. Um, and so, you know, there was a lot of responsibility, in that and, and still, you know, be true to the story. Um, but I think today, the fact that there are so many more characters on TV, you know, um, is great. Now, 
does that mean that we don't we don't have a, a, a long way to go? Absolutely not. I mean, the, it would be nice to see more diversity within um, those characterizations. You know, we, we still see very few um, young people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I mean, we, that that would be great to see uh, more of. Yeah, definitely. It's um, first of all, you know, I think you're absolutely right. I think um, we were actually reading the article or sort of the um, summary of the panel that you just did, maybe. Last yeah, yeah. And how it's still like a lot of you know gay characters like get those off, right. <laughs> like the right. Oh, right. Um, but I think you're right. You know, I think as kind of an American viewership, like we've gotten much more comfortable with having gay characters but there's still so much more, you know, work. To right. Do. And, you know, thank God and thank God for television. Right. Because if you look at, um, major studio films, LGBT people are not in them. They're, you know, you, if you look at, I'm talking about me, you know, big studio temple, um, films. I'm not talking about independent films. Right. Um, but, you know, as far as studio films are concerned, LGBT people are, are not represented. And so, um, you know, while people complain, well, some people on the other side <laughs> uh, complain about a saturation of LGBT images on television, um, you know, I always point to how, um, how terribly the studio the studios are doing, you know? So, um, it's not just something that's automatic. It has to be worked towards. It has, it needs to be a priority, uh, for the studios. And it's not, whereas in television, I think it is becoming more and more so a priority. Yeah. Yeah. I I would agree. Because you're seeing more success with shows that are diverse. Um, and so people are more willing to get on board. Yeah. I was just thinking about like, why is there no gay Avenger? Like, that would be amazing. Right. Hello. Yes. Yeah. Give me a call. Yes. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, so really quick, um, have you heard or do you give any credence to this sort of like fan theory? Oh, the conspiracy yeah. of 13 Reasons Why in My So-Called Life that your character Oh. Do you know this? Um, oh, yes. That I've heard. Um, you know, I think that the fact that my... You know, we changed the name, or Brian Yorkie changed the name of the character, the last oh. name of the character, to Vasquez on purpose. Oh. You know, as a as a as a wink to nice. to everyone. You know, to say, hey, we know what you're thinking, and yes, go ahead and think that. You know that. <laughs> you know this this person is someone who, you know, Dennis Vasquez is someone who can probably relate to the the kind of bullying that we're being, that we're talking about in the series. Um, you know, he's probably someone who, when he was younger, probably had suicidal thoughts, you know, and now he, now his work is about championing those causes. Um, so it's okay to think that. I don't know that there, I don't know that he's Ricky Vasquez and grown up. I don't know if I take it that far. I think he's different in many ways, but yeah, I don't picture Ricky having grown up to have been a lawyer just between. <laughs> that. that was my thing. I was like, if Ricky grew up and changed his name, I don't think he would go with Dennis. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Right. 
<laughs> you're using yeah. a little more flair than that. For sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love that, though. Um, that's cool. That's, like, fun little inside yeah, that week. Yeah. Um, why do you think, you know, shows like My So-Called Life and 13, Re- 13 Reasons Why have, like, had the impact that they have and, like, continue to yeah. have? They're long-lasting. I think what I think what the two shows have in common, one of the major things that have in common, <clears throat> besides genius, brilliant young actors, um, <laughs> that was a joke, um, is is the fact that neither show talked down to its audience. Right. Um, I think both shows were f- very aware of who they who their audience was and is. And it doesn't um, dismiss them or talk down to them or um, not give them the benefit of the doubt that they'll be able to follow along and that they're smart and um, sensitive. And, you know, I mean, like it, it, it really takes young people in their lives seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and you know, and and I I also think that having been on in both casts, I can I am the one person who could who could say this. I think both casts of shows of those of both of those shows really took seriously what they were doing. Right, like that was it was they were both professional troops of actors who were really committed to telling the story and and being honest and showing up. Um, in real ways, um, in order to create something that young people could see themselves in. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you know, unfortunately, we hear so much negative press about like kind of young, you know, TV and movie stars. Right. And it, it's nice to hear, you know, that that cast seemed so professional and seemed yeah, so talented. So it's nice to know that you know that is the case. Um, oh, absolutely. And I don't think. I don't think that the same kind of show would have received as big of a reaction had they not been committed in the right. way that they were. Totally. No, that yeah. I mean, that's very interesting. Um, yeah. And, Cause originally, correct me if I'm wrong, but Selena Gomez was supposed to be in it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, I think when she first bought the rights, yeah. But that was a, you know, maybe at the time she was able to play it, but, at, you know. Right. So much time wondered, passing. Yeah. Right. Like if her star would have sort of overshadowed. I, I think that's yeah, a oh. different show. Well, she's, well, you know, we will never know, right? right. So, <laughs> you know, she's, it's, you know, yeah, we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you keep in touch with any of your My So-Called Life co-stars? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I actually, a few weeks ago was talking on Facebook with, with AJ Langer while she's in, in England. Isn't she like um, royalty? Yeah. Well, she married a British Lord. Yes, she did. And she lives <laughs> in a castle. Oh okay. my God. I feel like um, and she has, story. she has like, two I lovely kids. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's, she's very happy. She's awesome. And, um, I'm really, really proud of her. That's great. As yeah. I am of all of them, you know, of everybody. I think we've all done well for ourselves. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, the, you guys did okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's, you know, there's a couple of you that are that are doing quite well for yourselves. 
Um, we want to be, you know, mindful of your time. We just have a couple more sort of like, you know, fun questions. And again, thank sure. you so much. Um, which one do you want to ask? Sure. Um, what's one role you've auditioned for that you didn't get, but you would have loved to have played? Well, uh, um, <laughs> well, there's a couple, you mean like in TV or just in general? In general. So, you know, when, oh God, it's, so it, it would, it would, this is complicated. It's a complicated answer to your very simple question. So <laughs> I, I had the most amazing time playing Angel on Broadway for oh. like two years of my life. Um, and at one point when they were making the films, once when Spike Lee had the rights and then again, when Chris Columbus ultimately uh, directed the film that, that was made. Um, there was, there were conversations, uh, with me and my team and I auditioned and, um, and it looked like it was going to happen when they weren't actually going to use the original cast. Um, they wanted, when they thought they were just going to be like, you know, a new cast and a clean slate and all that. But, um, but then ultimately they decided to use as many of the original cast members as possible, especially, the Tony Award winner, hello, uh, Wilson Radio. So <laughs> there was no, uh, there was, there was no place for me <laughs> at that point. But it was heartbreaking. I won't lie, just because you know, growing up, I always wanted to to do a movie musical. You know, a dream of mine. So, uh, but you know, hopefully there'll be another opportunity. But I, w- I, I would have loved to have done that, as long as in some way that Wilson Radio could have would be allowed to do it as well. I don't know. Because so, yeah. I just I love him so much, and he did a great job. And so it wasn't about that. It was just I would have loved to have done it too. Right. It's so crazy that both of your names are Wilson. Like I know, I know. Like not a super common name. Well, it's common in the Caribbean, so there's uh-huh. that. Yeah, and he's ha- he's Dominican, and I'm Puerto Rican, so it's there are lots of similarities there. Gotcha. I, I did not know that. We're learning so much today. Um, I, I shouldn't have worn this great T-shirt. I'm sweating through it because I'm so excited. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. We just have like one or two more questions. So we talked about kind of, you know, what you're fanboying over in terms of, you know, sort of your favorite current TV show. But what is sort of your favorite old TV show? Uh, um, like how old? I mean, anything. We're always looking for recommendations <laughs> yeah. for our fans. And I mean, mine is so obvious. Like, you know, the, the the show that fascinated me and still can fascinate me to this day is I Love Lucy, just because I feel like they were inventing something as they were making it. They were creating something that had never been done before and um, found ways to, you know, to film it so that it would survive, you know, perpetually, who knows? Um, and, and she was so brilliant and such an amazing comedian and physical comedian. And, and she was gorgeous and a businesswoman. So I'm, I'm fascinated with her story. And, you know, she actually, Lucille Ball was the person who green lit Star Trek. I don't know if you guys know this. No, it it was, you know, her, her, Lucille Ball's, um, Desilu Productions was actually the production company for Star Trek and, and another show called Mission Impossible um, for her studio. And so had it not been for Lucille Ball, we would not have a Star Trek. 
Wow. Yeah. So, so there's that, um, you know, I was on a show. Well, I got to be on the show, a show called the West wing, which I thought was one of the best hours of television ever. Like you could not call me at nine (laughs) o'clock on a Wednesday. I think it was a Wednesday night at nine on the NBC because if my phone rang, you would get yelled at. You know better than that. You know what time it is. Um, so um, I thought, yeah, those are my the, fir- the first two that come to mind. But, you know, I'm a huge fan of TV. Like, I, 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 I thought Mad Men was brilliant. I, you know, I, so many shows that I, that I love. Um, those are good choices. Yeah, those are some good yeah, choices. Solid. I think it was also just Lucille Ball's birthday, but um, the quick aside, I don't know, know if maybe we've talked about this, but the one thing that I love about Lucy, so I am a huge dork and went on the Paramount tour. Um, highly recommended. In case I live right there. Yeah, you should go. go. It's great. But <laughs> when she was, you know, president of Desilu mm-hmm. and also still on the show, she was getting a lot of like, shit publicly for being sort of like an absentee mother. Oh, right. What she did is she had the building where Desi Lou was located on Paramount retrofitted to look like her parents' house. (laughs) So (laughs) she would do all these like prop, like photo shoots with the, like the press and then would publish (laughs) these pictures and be like, no, she's just on the East coast with like, with little Ricky. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, they would do, like, little photo shoots in the, like, little park that's right across from it, too. And so it would make it look like she was being this sort of good 1950s housewife. When right. They were running a business and was like, I don't have time for this. That's so such a terrible problem. that she had to do that. Ugh. Totally. But also amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, I think we just have one last question. Um, okay. Do you watch the shows or movies that you star in? Um, um, sometimes, yeah, you know, if I, you know, what, what really works for me is to watch it after it's been out for a long time. Like, like as much as I can, I can appreciate my work the farther away I get from it (laughs) from when I did it. Like, I don't, I don't, yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, otherwise I'm like. Otherwise, I start picking it apart and, you know, not watching it with a real open mind. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Is it weird to watch yourself, like, you know, if you've rewatched My So-Called Life, you know, obviously you were, you were, like, like, reminiscing. Totally. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I appreciate, you know, I I loved My So-Called Life when it was on. You know, I would be lying if I didn't say that I watched it when it was on. It was my first time really on TV I was going to watch. So, but I mean, even then I was, you know, really hard on myself. Uh, But now I watch it and I really love it. And I feel like I'm watching someone like me and not, you know what I mean? Like I'm not picking it apart. I can appreciate it for exactly what it is. Yeah. I have some distance from it. Yeah. And since we rejuvenate all of ourselves every seven years, there's like at least two of them, two different generations of me by by now. (laughs) (laughs) It's a completely different person I can, I can have some distance from. 
Right. I thought Ricky Vasquez, I think Ricky Vasquez for me is just, when I think of him, when I, when I see a photo of myself dressed as him, or if I see a scene or something that happens to be on something, I just think he um, was the pure embodiment of love. Like he just loved everyone and just wanted to be loved by everyone and worked really hard, (laughs) worked really hard to, to, to be that, you know? He's such like an endearing character. And also he could wear the hell out of an overcoat. And (laughs) those moves, those moves. Yes, I remember that. God, those are, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, it was. It is amazing, actually. Yeah. It is amazing. Uh, oh wait, anyway. I do have one more question. Yeah. Sure. Will you be getting involved in like the Star Trek convention? Oh yeah. Now that you're in that I, world. Well, I went to my first Star Trek convention just last Wednesday in Las Vegas. It's the the big one. Oh, um, was it and crazy? It was, um. No, you know, there. I totally get that that crowd, man. I like people are freaked out sometimes by Trekkies, but I just think I'm in awe of I'm in awe of their their dedication, right, to something that they really appreciate and love, and they just feel very strongly about it. And I totally get that. Um, no, I love it. You know, if Lucille Ball had been alive today, I would have followed her around the country as well. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So I'd, do, I'd create a convention for that. Um, so there is one. Mine and anyway. I want to do a heartthrob convention. Yeah. Where we oh. get Justin Taylor Thomas and all of the cute boys together. Yeah. Oh, yes. I support I that. Like, yeah. Yes. We feel like people <laughs> would be really into it. <laughs> Absolutely. We had the um, we had the pleasure of interviewing Michael Westmore. He mm-hmm. was the original. Do you know? Okay, he was yeah the original makeup artist for Star Trek, and you know he does the conventions and stuff. And he's I mean, amazing. He's amazing, and like all you know, all the stuff that kind of you know will be on television now is really sort of an iteration of you know what he did as well. But um, you know, I think people. It's funny that people even like lose their shit over like a makeup artist at the right. convention. But he was like, "Oh yeah, people get a big deal." Oh, I mean, I would have, I would think that he would be a big draw. You know, like he created that whole thing. Um, but yeah, I think you know we'll see what people's responses to the series and to my character, and we'll see. You know, like if it's something that people would appreciate me being there, I I'd be down to uh, to, to return absolutely. <laughs> well, well, why not? We'll find you. We'll be in line. Sounds good. Um, well, I think that's all that we yeah, have. So. You know, again, we're just we're so appreciative. We're such you know genuine fans of your work. Yeah, thank you so much. Yes, we just no, thank you. Took the time. Um, is there Fair anything that. else you want to like say, do, plug, no. plug, all the things? No, I think we got it all, man. All right. All right. Where can people find you, like, on Twitter? What's your name? Uh, both Instagram and Twitter is WCruise73. All right. And I, there is a fan page on Facebook as well, if you want to find it, under my name, obviously. We will like that immediately. <laughs> great. Well, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Fangirl Fridays is brought to you by TV Time. 
Download the TV Time app to track your favorite shows and join the fangirl conversation. And be sure to follow us at Natalie Burris and Maren Zabrowski.